When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yalaris is shaken and bemused by both her experience with the Hathor Nithra and news of her father. She is left with choices, but she doesn't know what to do with her newfound freedom. And now, it's Keela's turn. What do the Hathrin have in store for her? You're listening to The Broadswords. Starring Tracy Gibbons as Keela, the High Elf Bard. Just the children. And the tiefling barbarian Maypree is played by Bianca Zelda. I'm gonna run full tilt at him. Kristen Flemons plays Yalaris, the half-elf wizard. What's the right question? And me, Victoria Rogers, as DM. We left with Maypree and Keela in a drunken stupor. Well, Maypree did a lone strongwoman competition in the village green and May and uh, Keela cheered her on. Then Keela was approached by a Hathrin in a raven mask. So Keela, you follow the robed woman past the village green and... Maypree, who is hurling a log over her shoulder. And you follow down a dirt footpath that leads away from the village. The path winds through the grass-topped mounds that you now recognize as buildings and past the communal bathhouse and out into the trees. When you step into the shelter of the trees, the sun is barely visible through the thick evergreen foliage. Birdsong fills the air and is peppered with the chattering of squirrels. You are brought into a sunny clearing with a circle of standing stones in its center. A path of stone spirals into the heart of the rock formation, leading to a large stone bowl filled with rainwater and as wide as your arm span. The light of the sun glistens over the water's surface, and the shadows of leaves dance on the water. The Hathorn nods at you and motions with her hand at the beginning of the spiral path. What do you do? I'll follow the spiral path. Maypree, you have just run across the village green and launched a small log into the air. Give me a strength check, please. And remember, you have plus two to your strength. I do. 
So 18 plus 2 is 20. That thing just goes flying. And it, it flies upward into the air in this beautiful arc. And you watch as it descends. And it crashes into the front of a mound ne- just next to a wooden door. And a clay pot shatters. You hear a shout from inside. What the? <laughs> the door opens and a barrel-chested man with a full black beard and hide armor peers out at you, his bushy brows furrowed. I'm going to run full tilt at him. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm waving my arms apologetically. I'm not... If I can kind of paint a picture, it looks a little bit frantic. In my head, it's by waving my arms. It's it's a form of like, I'm so sorry, but compared compared to these people, I'm the 6'4", purple-skinned, horned beast charging at the strange man. So as I'm going to run to him. I hope, is this something like, can I, can I tell you that I stop in front of him? Or do I, can I roll to see if I accidentally knock him over? Hey, if you want to roll to see if you accidentally knock him over, go for it. Does she have like a negative to coordination or something? <laughs> uh, my slotting plus two is like a strength run. Is that a thing? No, no? this is dexterity. <laughs> this okay. is coordination. Yeah, dexterity. <laughs> okay, so uh, 17. So you, you don't run into him. You're, you're good. Okay. Excellent. Uh, I kind of skid to a really dramatic and potentially cool-looking stop. And with my hand still in the air, I'm going to shout at him. I am so sorry. Can I can I put the pieces together back for you? Is this pot? Was it an important pot? Can I, can I see it? <laughs> and he just stares at you, bewildered. And he looks down to his left at the ground where there's a shattered clay pot that just held rainwater in it. And this log that sits like half toppled, half leaning against the his mound there. And he looks back up at you and he, he sniffs at you. And he looks over at the green chapel, looks back at you. And just starts laughing. And he laughs with this great big belly laugh. And this laugh booms and resonates across the green. I don't know what he's laughing at, but I'm going to laugh with him. (laughs) He slaps your back with this giant hand. He's a great big man. And he gives you a resounding... Got into the fire wine. <laughs> I'm gonna give him like finger guns and be like, "Yeah, you know it." <laughs> ah, it's always nice to have some before noon. Come inside. All right, I'm totally gonna follow the strange man into his household. Yularis, you exit the mound. You've just had your vision. You have a ring on your finger. Your hand is warm and you blink in the brightness of the sun. You see Maypre fling a log as it goes crashing into a pot. And then you see a man come out 
she charges this man. And then they're laughing and she's going inside. What do you do? Um, I'm going to pretend very hard that I have never seen her in my whole life. <laughs> Stand there for a minute to make sure nobody's coming back outside and then walk back over to the inn with nary a glance towards the place where she went into the, the mound. At the end, there is Saloff. He is strewing fresh rushes on the ground. Gonna slump into one of the one of the chairs, wave at him, and ask for for a glass of wine. I think I need a I need a drink to try and process what's just happened. He gives a small smile, but it doesn't reach his eyes. But it, it it's not so much a forced smile as in as it is a smile of commiseration. Mm -hmm. He moves towards the bar, grabs two glasses and a bottle and comes over to where you're seated. And he sits across from you, sets the bottle and, and glasses in I'll, front. I'll, I'll gesture at him. To, would you like to sit? Already am. Touche. My wits may not be at their usual keen heights. I am afraid. He looks at at you and says, yeah, meetings with Nithra tend to end up like that. And he pops the cork of the wine bottle and he pours you a glass of a white wine. And it is slightly chilled, actually. You think it was recently brought up from the cellar and it's a nice golden color. When he goes to stop pouring, I'm going to like, no, maybe a little bit more. He just nods and fills it to the top. He pours himself a half a glass. I'm going to take a, a big drag on that and sigh appreciatively. Maybe take a moment to collect my thoughts. Have you met with her? Is she always like that? She... I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> yeah. Few actually meet her. You're lucky. How do they know who I am? What were those visions, the dreams? What is she burning? And I don't, I've never seen this magic. I've read everything. I've studied everything. I have no idea what's going on here. Which question do you want me to answer first? How do they know who I am? How do they know my father when I don't know my father? Kila, you step onto the path and you feel it tug as soon as your foot steps on you. Something is tugging you along and it's pulling and it's pulling really hard and you are quite inebriated. Well, Maypre is having a grand old time. You're not having such as good a time as she is. You are feeling a bit dizzy. Your vision is swimming. I need a dexterity check from you, please. And you have disadvantage. I was going to ask you that. Eleven. That pull is too much. You trip. You fall forward. And in order to brace yourself, your left foot steps off of the path. Something hisses 
and mist begins to form on the surface of the bowl of water in the center of the spiral. Oh no. Oh no. I, th- I think there's not much that I can do. It sounds like I'm being dragged face first right now. <laughs> no, you, you're you're stationary. You okay. Want, your right foot is planted on the spiral path. Your left foot is off of the spiral path, but you feel this tug. And it's not, it's not stopping, even though I've stepped out of the path. No, but there's this weird hissing sound and there is mist forming on the surface of the water. Can I sense anything sort of magical in the area? Like, what's the, what's the ambiance like in here? Am I getting kind of some magical aura feels? Do you have detect magic? I don't think I do. I'm 90% sure I don't. Yeah, I don't. The ambiance is strange, but then everything around here is kind of strange, as you've you've found out. (laughs) And do I notice anything odd, maybe, about the trees surrounding the area? Or uh, what's the sky look like right now? The sky above you is bright, sunny, Nary a cloud to be seen. All right. I think I'm just going to stick to this path and not try to resist the tug and slowly make my way towards this misty bowl of water. It's still tugging you and it's it's overwhelming you. I need another dexterity check, please. Eight. The mist grows thicker, and as you walk along this path, you feel like you're walking through sludge. You feel that tug, but it's difficult. It's hard. Your feet are heavy. Your mind is heavy. You feel slow and sluggish. Am I able to reach this water, or am I just just being dragged down way too much? You are able to walk the path, but it takes you twice as long as it normally would. And what happens when I reach the water? Does anything change or do I see anything going on in the water once I get closer to it? So what does it look like when you approach the water? I am not looking too hot right now. Um, I'm being dragged all over the place. I'm hungover, dizzy, probably feeling a little bit nauseous and like I might puke in this whole situation and I'm just generally not impressed. Keela goes and pukes into some sort of sacred bowl. (laughs) 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 Really ingratiates herself with the locals. (laughs) That's my style. When you stand in front of this bowl, there is a small cushion on the ground in front of you. Can I lie down on it? I feel like I need a nap right now. It's not that big, but you could use it as a pillow to either sit on, kneel on, rest your head on, collapse on, I guess, and it's wherever your body falls on it. (laughs) I think I'm going to rest my head just for a second. I feel like I need it right now. All right. You lie down and rest your head. Mist surrounds you. This is a great podcast, guys. Keela's taking a nap in real time. Do you snore at all? Any any sort of kick in? Yeah, you know, I snore a little bit. I'm a kind of a restless sleeper. Um, okay, actually, <laughs> let's. I'll stand up and I'm going to go 
put my hands in this bowl of water. I'm going to see if it's hot, if it's cold, if there's anything in it, what's going on with it. I just feel like I need to touch it. The water is cool. You're fairly certain you've been on the road a lot enough that you're fairly certain it's rainwater. And when you touch it, the surface ripples, of course, but it ripples even more than it should. And upon its surface, as it ripples, you start to see the formation of a face. You see reddish-brown hair. This man that is in this pool of water, he looks up at you as if startled. I'm feeling pretty startled, too. I'm going to take a step back from uh, this, this man in the water. His face spills into a familiar smile. His eyes glint with a mischievous little crinkle. And his mouth moves, and though you can't hear him, in your heart of hearts, you know he's saying your name. I'm going to dip my face in the water. You tumble forward, and you fall headlong into the gazing pool, and instead of cracking your head on the bottom of the stone basin, you keep on falling into a swirl of color. Your heart is racing. Your breath comes in ragged breaths. There's ringing in your ears. In your arms, clutched tightly to your chest, are a set of bagpipes. Your tears are streaming down your face. A branch slaps the side of you, but you keep on running, the sound of yelling and ringing metal following you as you go. Maypri, you enter inside of this man's home, and inside is just a one-roomed dwelling. There is a large wooden table with two stools around it in the center. To the side, behind a curtain, you can see the corner of a bed strewn with furs and hides. And you see a vast assortment of weaponry, mainly different types of hammers, axes, mauls, adorning the walls. There's a fireplace in the far corner, a stone fireplace with a mantle. And there is a pot on a tripod simmering by the fire. You can smell just a basic stew coming from there. And there is a bottle, a familiar bottle, sitting on the table with an assortment of wooden glasses strewn about the table as well. As soon as I enter, my eyes are going to peer towards what sounds like a beautiful wall that's decorated in weapons. And I'm going to gasp. Those are beautiful. And I'm going to run over and just start running my hands along the variety of uh, weapons that he has. And I'm going to turn to him and ask, did you build all of these? Uh, some. Yes, some. And uh, as he moves over to the one that you currently have your hand over, which is a large wooden mall with leather detailing and carving, it's really actually quite crude, but it looks violent as all hell. It's really essentially a giant 
mallet and parts of the the edges of the sides of this mallet are carved in a way that they almost look like a meat tenderizer. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks brutal and it looks well-worn and used. And he says, I, I made this one when I was but a lad. I'll run my hands over it affectionately because it sounds like something lovely. And I'll turn to him and ask, what, what is your name, uh, nice, kind sir? Gotta carry the name. <laughs> I wasn't expecting <laughs> you to just, like, hang out. It was coming, though. I mean... <laughs> Good job, Bianca. we making friends. Yeah, locals. <laughs> Novik. Novik. I, I'm a bit of a gambling girl. How about you and I... We do a bit of a, a bit of a bet. I bet that I can beat you using any one of these weapons. I'll use my own weapon. You use those weapons. And winner gets the rest of that bottle of fire wine. I like you, little devil. And he pats you. Is that racist? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, Victoria, how tall is he? <laughs> is he shorter than Maypri? Because we've already established she's 6'4". Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's probably like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he's probably <laughs> so around, around the same feet. height. But he's he's yeah. like a broader chested and his hands are like giant massive <laughs> mittens, you know? I love it. <laughs> this will be a good day. Come! And he grabs that ma- that maul that you were discussing, and he also takes the bottle of fire wine by its neck and starts marching out onto the village green. <laughs> All right, uh, I guess I just had my glaive with me this whole time. Seems natural. And this doesn't seem. Do I do I roll for initiative for this? Like it's it's a play fight, but I I want to make some real rolls to see uh, what the outcome of this is. No, let's 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 role play this out a little bit here. Okay. He walks into the center of the village green and he announces, "Ho! Oh, all this purple devil challenges me, Novik of the Firebrand Bear." Oh fuck. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ready. Firebrand bears. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't want to detract. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it's have fun. (laughs) Oh, oh, this purple devil challenges me, Novik of the Bear Clan, to a fight for this fire wine. And slowly, some doors in the village open, and a variety of people start coming out into the the village green. Yolaris, from your perch at the door, um, because you sunk into a chair almost as soon as you entered the inn, so you are close to the door still, you can hear this big, booming voice announcing to the village that a purple devil has challenged him to a duel. <laughs> Oh no, I'm I'm gonna 
shoot a look at uh, at the innkeep Saloff, right? Yep. It's sort of like a very tortured. Oh God, <laughs> what what are they doing now? Um, and sort of turn to like look out the door, but also kind of hoping that he'll come with me, just as like. Oh yeah, he as soon as he hears it, he he perks up. Like he's really into this idea, you can tell. Cuz a giant grin spreads over his face and he laughs at your reaction. He he cheers as you, takes a drink and he says, "Come, let's go watch the fun." I'm going to refill my cup and then <laughs> <laughs> go out just filled with with just dread and trying to figure out how I'm going to convince everybody that I've got no idea who these people are and they're absolutely no relation of mine (laughs) even though we wound up here at the same time with the same person yeah Keela you're running And as you run, you hear in the distance, Keela, run! Keep running! I feel like as I'm experiencing this, this is a very familiar feeling, and it just fills my stomach with dread. And I'm running, but I'm so scared and kind of dizzy and feeling like I'm going to vomit. It's just, it's horrible. I feel horrible. You hear an angry yell from behind you, and it's close. It is not far away. And then you feel the whiz of air as a dagger goes flying over your shoulder. What do you do? I spin around and see if I can see anything so that I can hit it with my bow. Remember, you have bagpipes in your hands. Okay, for the moment, I'm just going to spin around and see if I can see anything. And you see a great big man in armor right behind you and in about three steps he will overtake you oh god no I'm just running then just (laughs) I'm just gonna turn and just start running more towards the left like just take a very sharp 90 degree angle and just go as fast as I can okay and you run through the woods you're running and there are tree branches slapping around there are branches on the ground. Are you looking for any path? Are you, or are you just blindly running through the underbrush? Oh, just blindly running. I'm just terrified and not even thinking about a path. Okay, give me a dexterity check, please. Is this still at a disadvantage? No, not in this part. Okay. 20. Ooh. Natural 20? No. No, okay. You just go. And you, your feet hit the ground solidly, and you just run. And from behind you, you hear a grunt as a branch just goes slamming into the face of whoever it is who's behind you. And you get a moment of respite. And so you're able to take that and charge ahead. You can hear ahead of you the sound of water. 
and it is moving and it is moving quickly. And as you run, you come across a river abruptly. Like there, there's no just like a dwindling of the trees into a beach. It's just trees, river. But just downstream, you see a fisherman's hut and a dock. And in that dock is a small rowboat. Is it on my side of the river or on the opposite side? On your side of the river. I am going for that rowboat. I'm not even thinking about that guy. I'm just just going right for the boat. You hop into that boat and do you just start rowing? Yes. I'm not even thinking about anything else. Just jump in the boat, start rowing, make sure I've got my bagpipes, like, you know, tucked kind of in the bottom of the boat and then go. You grab the oars and you're about to go. A bald man emerges from the fisherman's hut. He's familiar. He looks like the innkeeper you met the night you lost your bagpipes. Oh, well, this is an interesting plot twist. But I think at the moment, I'm just so occupied on rowing, I'm not paying much attention to him. He lunges and he flies, essentially. He leaps into the rowboat beside you and he grabs an oar, looks at you smiles and starts rowing and I just turn to him and say hey he doesn't say anything at this point he just keeps rowing and I don't think I'm going to say anything either I'm pretty winded from sprinting for a long time I'm rowing as hard as I can I'm appreciative of him but now is not the time for small talk so after a while you are you are rowing along with the current of the river so you make very good speed this is a fast moving river and you are you are down probably a few miles fairly quickly um in silence with this man until finally he stops rowing and he rests his portion of the oar in his lap and he looks over at you Kila, and he says why do you live here what are you? I'm here because you brought me here. Why do you live here? I don't live here. I'm a bard. I don't have a home. No. Do you really think we're here in this boat? I know we're not. Then why are we in it? Because I can never leave this moment, no matter where I go. You need to let go, Keela, he says with concern on his face, and he reaches for your hand. I pull my hand away and tell him that I can't let go. You will have to. You will have to learn to. Why? Because we need you. Who? Who needs me? He smiles. Seven birds fly up from the side of the river and up into the air. And your surroundings begin to dissipate. Maypree. He comes lunging at 
at you with his maul held high in the air. What do you do? I'm gonna catch it with my glaive. This is a good old-fashioned, is it, I don't know what the word is, like, strength contest? Like, Sure, why not? Let's do it. Yes, this is what I'm... That's not a great roll. Um, uh, I didn't have a very good roll either. He got a nine. Ten. Ten. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, all because of the extra fire wine, though, I gotta say. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so what does that look like? So this man comes at me and he's trying to bear down with his, what's his weapon called, sorry? A maul. His maul. Um, it's it's like that. It's thick. It's heavy. Um, and as he does that, I swing my glaive up to block my face. So it presses down a little bit, but I am stronger. It helps that we're the, actually we're the same height. So I'm going to shove him back. And hopefully, um, and I guess this is still my one movement. So as he stumbles back, I'm going to take a swipe at him with my... Uh, the pointy tip of my weapon. Okay, give me an attack roll. I add my strength to my attack rolls? Yep. I'm still adding my firewind strength? Yep. Really bad at math. 15. That connects. So you, you, you scrape that blade across his chest. It cuts through the leather slash hide armor that he's wearing. And he he leaps back and then grins widely at you. And he brings his maul in a side swipe, aiming for your ribs. And that is a grand old nine. And that's not going to get your AC. So, your turn. Okay. As he goes to take this swing at me... I'm going to... So it hasn't really been brought up before, um, but so as a tiefling, um, I've got these cute horns on the top of my head. I also have a tail. It's not like a... It's not like a super thin tail. It's not a super thick tail. It's like right in between. It helps me uh, balance, I guess. I don't use it a whole lot. I'm a little bit... A little embarrassed about it because I've traveled to a lot of places where it makes me stand out just as much as my horns do. However, in battle, it's a really useful tool. So as Novik goes to attack uh, at, at me, he's a little, a little weak on his swing and it gives me the opportunity to step into his guard with my tail, grab his wrist, pull his arm down, and then I would like to elbow him just right in the gut. Okay, how are we going to roll this? I am... Hmm. We are just going... You know what? We're just going to do, like, an unarmed attack. That's what, what we're going to do. What does that mean for me? What do I add to that? It's pretty basic. It's just your strength, and then it'll be a 1d4 damage if you connect. Mm -hmm. I forgot what I'm rolling again. A d20 and add your strength. Oh, Okay. 13? You grab his wrist with your tail, and he he shouts with almost a delighted surprise. Um, but he manages to pull his arm out of your tail's grasp, and your elbow that you try to hit him with goes wide, causing you to stumble to the side. 
And at that, he takes advantage of that stumble. And he, at that point, drops his maul. And he goes in to grapple you. And that is a 14. What's your AC? 15. Okay. So he he lunges at you. And he he essentially goes in for a hug. Um, but it's not a very strong hug. So what do you do? If I'm picturing this correctly. So he's trying to bear hug me, right? I'm mm-hmm. just going to... What, like, what is our direction? Like, is he behind me? Is he in front? He's in front of me. I'm going to smack his face with my face. You're going to headbutt him? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. May Pete. Yeah, so you're just, like, in on the sidelines. <laughs> I, I think... I think at this point, like, despite herself, uh, Yolaris is starting to get into it. The crowd is loving this. The Rashemi are really into this sort of thing. And mm-hmm. even the Hathren, even the masked Hathren that are around, you can, like they're out there and they're watching and you can see smiles on their faces. People are really digging this. And there is a lot of cheering and there is a lot of laughing. And even though it's just like around lunchtime, there are people who are already bringing out drinks. There is betting going on over who's going to win. So I think as Maypri goes in for the headbutt, Yolaris gets a little caught up. And like she's not really one to show enthusiasm very often. So she goes for like a cheer, but just like makes like a really awkward boo! And then is like really mortified and just kind of just slinks back, but is like getting pretty into it. What do I roll to uh, see if my headbutt connects? The same thing. Let's let's do a strength. Just do do an attack roll and add your strength. Oh wait, attack roll or a d twenty? A d twenty oh. is an attack roll. My bad. That's okay. Ten. You go to headbutt him, and you do. But oh my <laughs> god, that hurts! This man has a head of iron. And you are going to do four damage to yourself. Oh, man. So I'll stagger back a little bit. I hope so. Does my headbutt break his concentration? Because he was trying to crush me. And the headbutt, like, the intention was Mm -hmm. to be able to break out of his grip. Am I successful in that? Do I just hurt myself? You just hurt yourself. <laughs> I mean, you, you he he didn't have a full grasp of you to begin with because um, he failed that. But so maybe as you stumble back, you slide out of his arms. And he, he kind of takes one step back from the whole situation. And then he he rushes in at you again. Natural 20. Oh, no. <laughs> so he rushes you and he barrels into you, just slamming into you like a semi truck. And you go crashing to the ground. And he's on top of you, trying to grab your arms and pin you down into like a wrestling hold. Okay, so on the ground, I'm laughing ridiculously. I've got a cut on my forehead. I've got blood kind of trickling down my face. Like, I, I am the picture of disaster at this moment. As 
Novik is trying to grapple me. Again, I would kind of like to make this a bit of a strength check. I just want to see if I can overpower him, turn the tables, and we never set any rules. So I don't know if I'm supposed to knock him out. I don't know if it's supposed to be to submission. At this point, I'm just fighting for the pure delight of it. Okay. So good old-fashioned strength check again, which I'm excellent at. Let me do some math really quick. 18. <laughs> that does it. So tell us how you overtake him. With my tail again, I'm going to grab at his ankle and yank him back a little bit. I don't have a lot of uh, pull, but it's enough to get his one knee out from under him. And then I'm going to use his momentum because he's he's kind of lost himself a little bit. So I'll take my arms, uh, put my fists together and shove at his chest so he gets knocked over and then I'm going to I'm trying to picture this I don't want to be too violent oh be as violent as you want you're in a barbarian fight be violent (laughs) okay so as I knock him back uh, I would like to hit him just in the face just punch him do I am I supposed to roll for face punching Yes, please roll for pay- face punch. <laughs> All right, uh, D20. <laughs> roll for face punch. Yeah. Okay, 11. You know what? His face isn't protected by armor, so I'm going to say that that is a connect. And you do 1D4 damage. It's the little pyramid-shaped one. Oh, it's cute. Oh, I love it. I've never used it before. Wait, how do I know what I'm rolling? It doesn't, like... Usually they have numbers on it. Oh, I guess that was a lot. <laughs> Ha, look at that. (laughs) Okay, you connect with his face and he he just laughs in return. So there's these two big people rolling around (laughs) on the ground, headbutting and punching each other, laughing hysterically. And then he rolls onto his back and laughs in delight. The crowd starts laughing as well. He sits up on an elbow and he looks at you and he says, Peace, little devil. Oh, wait, boy, some blood for my eyes so I can see. And I'll grin back. Peace, Novik. He gets up and he stumbles a little bit at first. And then he, he reaches out for his bottle of fire wine and one of his friends brings it over to him. And he, he takes a big swig. And then passes it over to I'll you. I'll accept it and uh, take an equally big drink of that. It burns, though. This is my this is my second experience with this drink, and it is no less painful going down. So I'm gonna be making all kinds of horrible faces. Ha ha ha! And he slaps your back as you're making faces. I'm gonna choke a little bit because it startled me while I was trying to swallow. <laughs> Burn times ten. <laughs> And what is Yolari's doing at this point? I mean, I think she's still um, sort of caught up in it, but not really sure um, how to sort of share in the crowd's connection with each other. I I think she's like a little bit excited, but then sort of starting to feel a little awkward and um, the odd person out. So I think she's just kind of going to slink into a corner to sort of watch it play out. From the corner of her eye, Maypri sees your uh, reddish brown hair and she is super excited. So she's going to push through the crowd 
while shouting a little, a little bit slurring at this point. Larry, you, you came. I thought you were gone. I'm so excited to see you. <laughs> and she's going to grab you by the arm and try to show you her new friend. I, I mean, I think at this point, uh, Larry's is like really awkward. Um, but has no no words to sort of say no or anything so she's gonna stumble along behind you just like like a little bit touched actually that you would care that she was there but just like just wildly socially awkward um when she doesn't sort of have a a pedestal to to stand on at people so she's just gonna stumble along behind you going oh god oh god oh god oh god i have a question Yes. Did you say that we are allowed to award other players inspiration? Yes. I want to award Maypre inspiration for that whole situation because that was <laughs> the most Commander Shepard thing I have ever heard. <laughs> oh my god, thank you. <laughs> All right, so that means that you can use that for advantage whenever you want. Okay, I'm writing this down. So, Keela, you are lying with your head on a cushion next to... Oh, I'm napping again. Yes, you're napping again. It's a podcasting favorite. And you open your eyes, and you're in a clearing in the center of a spiral path surrounded by standing stones. And there is a hathren with a raven mask who hasn't uttered a single word other than your name before standing at the path that leads into the standing stones waiting i am going to sit up and i'm going to turn to her and i'm going to say what in Faerun was that you see heard the corner of her mouth quirk upward you saw yeah i sure did what was it i don't know i did not see it don't play games with me you saw what you wanted to see i didn't want to see that she shrugs it's what's in your heart Take me back. Take me back to my companions, now. As you wish. And she turns around and leads you down the path that winds out from the wood, through and past the communal bathing house, to the village green, where you see a Maypree stumbling, blood running down her face, with Yolaris by the arm, dragging Yolaris toward a bloody and grinning barbarian beast of a man in the center of a crowd. It's me! So we have some exciting news. We have some guest players lined up and we're really looking forward to having them come up and play with us. Thank you so much for all of your social media activity. And if you haven't, please give us a review on whatever format you listen to us on. Uh, Tweet about us, blog, share, and any of that wonderful social media stuff. It really helps us. Thank you. And I guess we will see you on January 27th. Bye. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.